0: Welcome to the Happiest Podcast on Earth. I'm your host, Terry Coble. And I'm Hannah Pastor. This is an unofficial fan podcast where we talk all things Disney, from new movie news to new merchandise and attractions. And every week we turn back the clock to watch and discuss a Disney classic. So grab your favorite Mickey-shaped treat and settle in for a whole lot of Disney magic.
1: All right, hello! So this is first episode. Yeah,
0: Um, so today on the Happiest Podcast on Earth, we're going to talk about a lot of the live action movie news that's come out recently. When is
1: Beauty and the Beast supposed to come out?
0: Beauty and the Beast is supposed to come out in... December? Christmas? I think Christmas, yeah. I can check. But I think it's Christmas. Yeah. Because the, I think next month is when the 25th anniversary DVD comes out.
1: Yep. And the clip that we're referencing, which is on our Tumblr. Yes,
0: it's on our Tumblr, happiestpodcast.tumblr.com.
1: Um, says, somebody sent in to Disney, or the Nerdist, whoever hosted that part, um, said, why isn't this coming out the same time as the 25th anniversary? Mm-hmm. Which I can't help but agree with. Yeah. I see Disney's push to want to make it a Christmas movie. Because it sort of is a Christmas movie, a little bit. There is that, that Christmas, Christmas scene.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always think of it as like a wintertime movie. You do see a lot of movies, big movies, come out in October. Yeah. And November is Moana, so I feel like they didn't want to be too close to that. Very true. Yeah. So the person who leaked the pictures and stuff on Twitter was Mac on a dumb. Close enough. Yep. Close enough to a lot of things. <laughs> yep. Um, but he got to see the the Blu-ray, and he was the one you talked about who was like, why isn't this coming out? Okay.
1: Um, what is his authority in Disney? Jesse? No, no idea.
0: Okay. But I... I he was just there. Yeah. Um, also, so they, we saw a new picture of Lumiere and Cogsworth. Can we talk about Beast before we get into Sure. We can thing. talk about the Beast before we get into Lumiere and Cogsworth. Not attractive. Really? You don't think so? I don't think, I mean, I don't think he's super attractive, but I think he
1: looks... The part? The part, yeah. I think he looks the part. Maybe it was the angle of the photo, the lighting of the photo, the way the photo was taken in the sense that, like, it wasn't, like, a glamour shot, I guess Yeah, you it say. was sort of just, it was definitely like a, a
0: screenshot of behind the scenes. Yes. Picture.
1: I don't know. There is something about the Beast's, you know, like... Beautiful, I think he's blue eyes, yeah, like yeah, his, yeah, and his this is golden hair. This is the animation I'm describing, yes, gorgeous, yeah, hunk. Yeah, this guy did not strike as a bodacious babe, yeah. I mean, if
0: they wanted, they probably should have just gotten like Fabio, or
1: yeah, <laughs> that's who I pictured, but like a more attractive to personally me looking Fabio. Mm-hmm. The only thing I thought that guy had that. Went to the Animation Beast Mm -hmm. was his hair. Yeah,
0: I mean, but let's be
1: (laughs) honest—he's not going to be in a lot of the movie. That's very true. Do you know anything about the actor who plays him? No idea.
0: I I don't remember his name off the top of my head right now, and I probably shouldn't have written it down. But I was more obsessed with Lumiere and Cogsworth than that picture, and the 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 Gaston tavern scene. Because that picture looks amazing. It looks like they ripped it out of the movie. Exactly. And LeFou is perfection. Precise. perfection. Precise. yeah.
1: When they compared, um, on The Nerdist, when they compared the animation to the person who plays him, it looked like... Yeah. Come to life. Yeah.
0: And I think, uh, Josh Gad... Yes. Yeah, is, like, a perfect choice. His voice even sort of sounds like the old LeFou. I can't think
1: of another actor. Like, I don't know, Josh... Scad? Gad. Gad, Gad? yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, like, I couldn't tell you his name, but I have seen his movies before. I yeah. couldn't even tell you what movies. It's like, looking at that animation, I wouldn't have been like, that guy from that really obscure movie I mm-hmm. once saw. But when you pair them together, yes. it's like, yes. You're like, yes, yes, this is perfect. But, Lumiere and Cogsworth. I really want to talk about Lumiere and Cogsworth. What was your first go-getter response when that image passed?
0: On screen? Um, At first I was a little like, what? But then I kept staring at it and I kept hearing Jessica Chobot, who's the host of Nerdist News. Um, We have their video on our Tumblr uh, where she talks about it. But the more they kept talking about it, I was like, you know what? I like it. I do like it. I think they couldn't, like if they went too cartoony, I don't think it would have worked. But I like that it's
1: sort of realistic.
0: And sort of Tim Burton-y in, like, a weird way. Which I can't
1: stand Tim Burton. Oh. But, um, which is for another episode. Um, they- Fun fact, I'm wearing a Nightmare Before
0: Christmas <laughs> t-shirt right now, so this is news to me.
1: I don't mind a Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't mind this early stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a deep, deep personal investment to Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children, mm-hmm. and in my personal opinion, he pooped it up. <laughs> but moving quickly along, yep. We need to mention that the girl and the nerdist yep. mentioned that Lumiere and Cogsworth that we saw was a concept art. Yeah, it was concept art, not necessarily the final version. The final version. Mm-hmm. So, w- with that being said. As soon as I saw those two characters, Mm -hmm. I was like, ugh. (laughs) The beatiness of his eyes. I think it's kind of good that it's a little creepy, though, because it's a
0: castle filled with things that come to life. It's creepy. I want to
1: see them be more human. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm not going to be as connected to them. That's that's like a modern television Mm -hmm. trope, is people don't relate to things that don't look like like humans. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's hard when we're just looking at the picture, because it's one thing to, like, see a picture of these creepy Lumiere and Cogsworth, but then to hear Lumiere and Cogsworth's voices coming out of them... And then see them move and dance and sing.
1: and then It might be, like, a
0: whole different thing. Because then we'll get, like, nostalgic about it. That's true. Because, like, I remember when the first, like, teaser came out, and there's the part where, like... Lumiere's like, it's a girl! And I'm like, yep, this is going to be perfect. It's already, they sound perfect, it's awesome, the castle looks beautiful, I'm in.
1: They kind of, just you saying that right now, the first image that comes in my head about Lumiere and Cogsworth, I guess kind of like their dynamic, but more positive, mm-hmm. is like the two older men in the back of the Muppets Theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's definitely Cogsworth, for okay. sure. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: They're are they like? Is it safe to say that they are kind of the leaders of the Bell and Beast story? Lumiere and Cosworth? Yeah, kind of like the main narrators in a way. Yeah, I would say so. That's how it came across in the mm-hmm. trailer too. Yeah, and I mean,
0: I feel like the live action is going to be more like the musical than the movie. Have you seen the musical version? Mm-mm. Okay, my uh, the high school that I went to did it. Uh, the year after I graduated and I went and saw it. First off, amazing music in that. Like, amazing new songs. One of my favorite songs from Beauty and the Beast isn't from the action movie, it's from... The musical. The musical. But I feel like if they lean more towards that, then I feel like, yeah. Because Lumiere and Cogsworth, my favorite scene in the musical is when she walks in. And the dialogue... In the trailer, is almost exact to the musical dialogue, and I I haven't watched that scene in Beauty and the Beast in a while, and I don't know if it's the same in the movie. But I just get the feeling that they're probably going to lean towards the musical and draw from that more than the animated,
1: which could be disappointing. Or interesting for the people to watch it. Because people are expecting their favorite musical numbers or...
0: Well, it has all your favorite musical numbers. It has on It has...
1: I don't know. I could see people being not necessarily turned off, but very confused. Or like, where did the song come from? And then if mm-hmm. they look it up... I know I'm one of those people who wouldn't look it up mm-hmm. and then say like... I love this song. Yeah. It's from the Bell and Beast. It's from the Bell and, Bell Beast, and Beast. It's from Beauty and the Beast. And, yeah. like, never knowing that it was from the musical. Mm-hmm. But um, being confused when, yeah. like, a song that they don't recognize comes yeah. up. I kind of want them to put
0: in the Beast has a song in, um the musical uh, after Belle leaves that's just heartbreaking. And I would be really okay with that one being in the movie.
1: Is it all computer-generated the beast? Do we know yet? I have no idea. I really hope not. That will be super hard to get into. And to, like, visually just see.
0: Yeah. I mean, apparently they did a really good job. I haven't seen Jungle Book, but apparently they did a really good job with the um, animals in Jungle Book. Haven't seen Peach Dragon either, but that didn't look
1: as great. (laughs) Um, I know my mom was really interested in seeing both Pete's Dragon and the Jungle Book, and she Mm -hmm. saw the Jungle Book. Um, From friends that I heard that saw the Jungle Book, they really liked it, she really liked it, and she wanted to see Pete's Dragon, Mm -hmm. but nobody else that I talked to wanted to see Pete's Dragon.
0: Yeah, the only people I think who wanted to see Pete's Dragon were people who really liked the original Pete's Dragon. Like, my mom really wanted to see it because she was a big Pete's Dragon fan, I think. And the only reason I wanted to see it slightly was um I've never seen the original, but I had a cassette of all of like a bunch of Disney songs and Candle on the Water from Pete's Dragon is on it. It is like one of my favorite songs on the cassette. And so mm-hmm. I I am definitely looking forward to when we watch Pete's Dragon for the podcast because I'm excited to see
1: the trailer that. made it seem awfully predictable. Yeah you kind of new mm-hmm. I I don't know if the BFG is Disney, but I saw the BFG and it was very predictable. Mm -hmm. Good, feel-good, heartwarming movie I saw with my parents on the 4th of July. (laughs) Very cute. But, like, would it be something I would buy on DVD, seek out again? Mm -hmm. Probably
0: not. Eh. Alright, well, since we're still on the topic of live-action Disney movies, let's talk about Emily Blunt.
1: So, I guess she kind of goes in the same category, too. As Jessica Chastain, who is in Pete's Dragon, I guess. I feel like they both won awards or, like, Oscars or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Emily Blunt clearly in my mind as Mary Poppins, yet no photos have been released.
0: Yeah. Like, when... Because I was talking with my friend last night. Or, yeah, last night about live-action Disney movies, and we were talking, we are like, I cannot see anyone but Julie Andrews, and then... I read the article about how Emily Blunt had been cast, and I was like, you know what? Never mind. You know what I think it
1: is? Did you see, what was it called? Into the Woods. Yes, I love Into the Woods. I feel like Baker's Wife Mm -hmm. looks like singing... (laughs) Slightly less black hair, Mary Poppins. No, yes, sure. (laughs) I feel like Baker's Wife looks like Maria from Sound of Music and who plays Maria in Sound of Music but Julie Andrews? And then that's just kind of my tumbleweed thought process.
0: No, I I could see that. I haven't watched Sound of Music in a very long time, and the last time I did was an actual live production, so it Mm. wasn't Julie Andrews. Um, But yeah, I could see that. But definitely, like, seeing the two pictures of Julie Andrews and Emily Blunt next to each other, I was like, I'm okay with this. And I loved her in Into the Woods, and I was a really big fan of the musical before the movie came out. And I thought they did a great
1: job. Not necessarily like a duo or like a body double you would expect, mm-hmm. but like one that definitely works. It works.
0: And if they make her hair the right color and get whoever does the costumes for the Broadway show of Mary Poppins to do it, I think have they said, fine.
1: Have they said who the little kids are gonna be yet?
0: No. We know nothing about these Mary Poppins. We know that Meryl Streep is in it. Lynn Manuel Miranda is playing a burt like character, but not Bert. And I... And she's playing Mary. And she's playing Mary. And from what we understand, is like it takes place in a different time than the Banks's. Like, it takes place after the Banks's. Manny McPhee
1: kind of thing?
0: I guess. Um, and also Emily Blunt talked in one of the articles that this is gonna be a closer Mary Poppins to the Mary Poppins in the book. Um... Where she's just a little bit meaner than... Tough love. Yeah, tough love. Tough love, Mary Poppins. Which, again, I'm going to draw on the Broadway version is Mary Poppins in the Broadway version is a little more tough love. Also, she, like, just up and leaves in the middle of everything. And then she comes back. Um, But only because the Bankses get a worse nanny. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I I think I'm excited, but I want to know more. Like it's
1: we don't know enough yet. I'm call, nervous. Can I call a prediction right now? Sure, go for it. Like movie, what when's it coming out? 2017. I think so. I don't know. It is 2016 right now. Currently, mm-hmm. can tell you already. Bet you five whole dollars. All right. I that. Take that bet. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke will have a surprise thing. In the
0: movie. Oh, that's not even a
1: surprise. I think they might have even announced Oh, okay, that never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that $5 is staying in my pocket. Sweet. <laughs> Just because, like, it's so much like Disney to want to do that and yeah. not to do it. I
0: mean, have you seen the, like, pictures and images of his birthday bash they threw him at Disneyland? Yes. He's gonna be in it, and I guarantee that, like, uh, Julie Andrews is gonna make a guest appearance, See, too. I don't
1: know about Julie.
0: I feel like they're gonna do, like, what they did at the end of the new Ghostbusters. Which you, I did not see. Well, okay, well, you go through the entire movie, and, like, all of the old Ghostbusters make appearances, but you don't expect Sor- Sigourney Weaver to show up, and then, like, the end credits, she shows up, and is, like, um, Holtzman. Should we say spoiler? Well, <laughs> spoilers. I mean, this clip is, like, all over the internet at this point, so okay. I feel like it's not, like, if you I avoided have, it, I've never, job. I've never
1: seen any of the Ghostbusters. You should fix that. So, um, maybe I did see it, and then I just didn't think twice. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, so I think they might do something like that. Or, like, she... will. Or, like, maybe she's just, like, standing in, like, a crowd of people. Like, I could see something like that. What
1: I'm seeing for Dick Van Dyke is not necessarily him with lines, or, like, Mm -hmm. him, any character bigger than whatever. Yeah. Like, carrying the story, having a storyline by himself. I see him as, like... Somebody, like, a postman. Yeah. Somebody so small mm-hmm. that, like...
0: Or it'd be really funny, do you remember... A lot of people don't remember this about the original, but the people who live next door to the Bankses. Mm-hmm. The, like, I could see him as, like, a crazy neighbor, though. I don't want him to have a big part. But that's not a big part, that's, like, he shoots off a cannon at the beginning of the movie, and that's it.
1: Okay. Then
0: yes. <laughs> okay. But I want him
1: to be the cannonball, because like, <laughs> Because that's something so Dick Van Dyke-like. Yeah. Yeah. I love Dick Van Dyke. Did you see the video of him singing in, like, a Denny's? Did I? (laughs) I think there were several of them. One where he, like, sang outside of a neighborhood something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sang outside of his childhood home, and people gathered around. And then there was one where he, like, sang in Denny's. Yeah. But you also mentioned that they're coming up with a live-action James and the Giant Peach. Yes. Is that only because... They have made up a live version of the BFG, and the BFG and James and the Giant Peach, and Matilda, oh. and Glass Elevator yeah. are all by the same person. Is this what road we're really going down? I hope not.
0: I mean, it would make sense. I mean, they've had James and the Giant Peach for a very long time. Cartoon. Yeah. Except it's not a cartoon. It's Climation. live action. It, it starts the movie in live action, and then once he climbs into the peach, it turns into claymation.
1: And everybody only remembers the claymation part.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, Um, are you... And literally, when they get to um, New York, it's live action again. And I'm like, what are you going to do that's different than this? That people... Like, I don't understand...
1: Are they... Oh, my God. I I take... If you could take back thoughts... But I'm going to release it out into the world. No, don't do it. The first thing that comes to mind is how they did Alvin and the Chipmunks, where it was a combination of computer animation and humans. No. Because, like, I honestly, I don't,
0: like, the people inside, like, Miss Spider and the Ladybug and everybody, they are very charming as stop-motion animation. They're bugs. I don't want to see... No. I don't want that. Like, I'm just worried that Disney's gonna go so realistic, because that's sort of the direction they're facing right
1: now, that I'm... It worries me. I see, like, Miss Spider, for example, being almost like Angelina Jolie as, as uh, Maleficent, only with legs.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This movie is—we're uncomfortable. The, yeah, it's on the top of my list of ones that I hope they scrap. It is in early talks, like early, early talks. I have notes on it. Um, it's just in like per,
1: per, per, peripheral vision. No,
0: per, per, preliminary. There we go. Ah, talks to have Nick Hornby write the screenplay. Who is that? Um, he is that wrote
1: Brooklyn stop, done. I have not seen Brooklyn yet, but now I want excited. to. I'm so excited because it's, I'm all about the romance, um, mm-hmm. and I want to see that movie so bad.
0: Yeah, he also wrote, like, about a boy, and the director is gonna be Sam Mendes, who I didn't look up. The name is also familiar. It is also very familiar, yeah. I'm just, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, we're gonna talk, probably, in a later episode, probably when we watch The Many Adventures of Woody
1: the Pooh, about how they're remaking that, and I'm just,
0: so many emotions.
1: Because we mentioned Winnie the Pooh, do you want to, like, talk about us?
0: Sure, yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, so we're the hosts of this podcast because we're giant Disney nerds.
1: <laughs> that was kind of the first, it was, I don't know what I wore to class that day.
0: I think you wore your Rapunzel pin. Yeah. Yeah, and then
1: we were like, you like Disney, I like Disney, let's yep. be friends. Yeah, and it was within, like, class two of an entire semester.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we went through one entire class of just being in the same class together.
1: and I was in the front, no, Terry was in the back, she recognized me and told me this later. that The yeah. only reason she knew who I was, that I was the same person in the class, was, be- was because I carry around a Ryan Gosling Hey Girl notebook. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep, yep, yep.
1: And now we're friends hosting a podcast. Yep, about Disney.
0: Yep. Um. So I wrote down a little list of things we can touch on. First off, favorite Disney movie? Rapunzel.
1: That's not the name of the movie.
0: Okay. Tangled. What, Tangled. <laughs> yes,
1: I'm sorry. Because uh, you said
0: Rapunzel before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Tangled is definitely way up there for me. I think it's one of the top. Um. But whenever I'm listing my favorite Disney movies, I always have to, like, just not count Winnie the Pooh, because I will say Winnie. And the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Every time.
1: Why do you not count it? Because I feel like I'm not taking into account like the new movies. See, when I say Tangled, I don't put into account the old movies, and it makes me feel bad. So, because I like Rapunzel and Tangled so much, is because I relate to it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because some of the songs touch my heart in places. Yeah. I just
0: rewatched Tangled because I was going through the list, making the list of the movies for the podcast that we're gonna watch. And I got to Tangled and I was like, oh, that's so many episodes away from now. I'm watching I it wanna now. I want to watch it now. Yeah. But
1: I feel bad not putting to account all the old ones. The one that I watched, what was the one that you watched most, do you remember, as a kid? Um, probably Aladdin? Fair.
0: Or The Little Mermaid or Peter Pan. I honestly don't know which of the
1: three it was. Fun fact. You were born in 95, right? Yeah. I think Aladdin came out in 94. hmm I was born in 94, and I remember watching Aladdin the most. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. My sister, who was born in 91, her favorite by far was Peter Pan. hmm So I'm pretty sure that was made around the same time, yeah. too.
0: I would watch, like, every version of Peter Pan. I have a stage version of Peter Pan on VHS that they recorded with, um, I forget her name. The lady actress? Yeah. Um, basically what they tried to do on, like, ABC or whatever with Christopher Walken, and it just failed
1: miserably. Um, another trend I've kind of seen is a lot of people born in 95 really love The Lion King. I was not that big on The Lion no, King. No, not also, I don't really like animal movies, so that maybe goes... I high mean, high. I like
0: The Lion King. Anything with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, of, huh? I'm in. <laughs> They're my favorite. But, uh... Yeah, no, I'm not a big Lion King fan. It's my aunt's one of my aunt's favorite Disney movies. But nah. hmm. all right. Favorite Disney character.
1: I feel like you're just gonna say Rapunzel. Yeah. Because she's the, she's I guess like she's safe. Um yeah. you go first. Cusco. You weren't supposed to be that quick to give me time. <laughs> Sorry. To think about it. Sorry. I was
0: thinking about it and I was like, do I say boo? No, I feel like it's not actually blue. And then I was like, Who's my favorite character just as a character? And I was like, No, Cusco. <laughs> Cusco's fun. And I
1: feel like Cusco isn't one that's thought about mm-hmm. a lot. Well, me and my friend It's kinda of like those obscure face characters in Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, that yeah. only if you know where they are. Then you looks, can find them. Then you can find them.
0: Yeah. Um, my friend Angelica was a really big Emperor's New Groove fan. Like, she would watch it all the time. She had it on VHS. She watched it so many times that she scratched the VHS.
1: So, like, it would skip at
0: one point. But it was her favorite movie, so I would watch it all all the time, too. And we still watch it because it's on Netflix now. And it's just such a good movie. And we were talking about how if they made an Emperor's New Groove live-action movie, that no one except
1: the voice actor's Those characters could play them. Totally. Which, are they anybody that people know? Like, famous wise? I don't remember. What, okay, I, this is pending. I'm pretty sure just my favorite character in Disney life is Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. But who comes to mind but uh, 101 Dalmatians, the like man and woman owner? Oh, yeah. Um, Anita
0: and Roger? I think so. That sounds way. safe. That sounds right. I know Anita's right.
1: They're super beautiful. I know and Purdy like... and Ponga are the <laughs> dogs.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, they're great. And I love the animation and everything.
1: Also the Aristocats, the, like, trio of cats. Also the goose that... Oh, models. wait, no, I
0: take... You know what?
1: I take it back. Marie's my favorite character. <laughs> okay. Ladies don't stop fights, but we can finish them. That's, like, my favorite I line. feel like they're <laughs> hyping up. Not necessarily hyping up, but, like... Producing a lot more Marie merchandise recently. Like
0: in- I think that's because they realized she's awesome. Okay. I ha- I just bought a Marie Tsum, Tsum the other day
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I wanted it really bad. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. So favorite
1: Disney song. I feel like you're just gonna say I can see yes. the light. It- no, not I can see the light. Uh, one I play over and over again is Mother Knows Best. That it's one's really the fun. One. Yeah. Or. Um, I Have a Dream, mm-hmm. speaking back to the tavern.
0: Yeah. I think mine is a tie with um, I Can See the Light and Wherever You Are, which is from Winnie the Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search from Christopher Robin, and it is lovely and beautiful and I will always love it.
1: <laughs> One that also kind of sticks out, as stereotypical as this is, it's the A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Little Mermaid in her grotto. Oh yeah, Part of Your World. I know
0: every single word to that song because it was on that, that cassette that I would listen to all the time on, like, car rides.
1: And, and then also just the phrase, a dream is a wish your heart makes. I'm like, yeah. if I have a real touchy dream, I'm like, I want this. Yep. I know I want this because a dream is a wish, wish your, your heart, heart
0: makes. makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that one for a really long time. And they, I think it was in my top for a really long time when I was like in early high school, and now it's definitely wherever you are, probably from the song that no one knows and no
1: one will probably. The song that nobody knows. The movie, right?
0: I mean, some people know the Grand Adventure: The Search for Christopher Robin. It's the one where he goes to school, and they all think he went to Skull, like the Skull Rock. And he's in the eye of the skull, and they have to go find him, and, yeah. (laughs) It's my favorite. Um, Can't wait to get to
1: that episode. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, so now we're going to go to parks, even though this episode isn't very park-heavy, but what's your favorite Disney park?
1: So I've been to Disneyland and Disney World. I've been to World twice, and I'm going after graduation. Mm -hmm. And then I've been to Land once, and it was during VidCon in 2013. So a bunch of nerds in one place. I always great. And I ran into some of my favorite YouTubers actually in Disneyland, which only amplified the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But walking away from both, I can say that I like World better, just because it was my first one, I Mm -hmm. guess. It's more of like a... It's like your home park, even though you live nowhere near it. Yeah, and, like, even my dad, who's been to both, when he went with me to Disneyland, and even though Disneyland was, like, the original and the first one, Mm -hmm. and he was there before World, we both kind of concluded, like, it's not necessarily that they're better, they're different different, and we prefer World.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite singular park is Epcot. Okay. Um, I don't know if I like World in general over Disneyland, because there's just, like, feeling at Disneyland of, like... It feels more like... Condensed? Not condensed, but, like, it feels like more like like a neighborhood for some... Like, it feels like there are people that go there, like, every day, whereas World feels much more touristy. That's fair. And you can tell that the majority of people who are at World are tourists, whereas I feel like the majority of people who go to land are people who live around the area, and I feel like it gives the park a different feel. I definitely have, like, I, like, prefer versions of rides at Disneyland to the ones at Disney World and I think I like like Disneyland better than Magic Kingdom for some reason um it just I feel like I don't know I don't know what it is about Magic Kingdom I think Magic Kingdom over the years have just has just gotten so crazy and like going to Disneyland it wasn't as crazy as I remember Magic Kingdom being
1: you specified that you like Epcot the best Mm -hmm. park singular alone My jam is Hollywood Studios. Yeah,
0: that used to be my favorite for a really long time, just because it had all the Star Wars stuff. Right now, everything's under construction. Really? Yeah.
1: Aren't they building Belle's Castle? Or is that already built? That's already built. Yes. And that that got built Mm, a while ago. Yes. What else are they
0: building? Um, Well, they're putting Star Wars land into Hollywood Studios. No. So, like, everything's under construction there. And they're talking about maybe getting rid of Muppets, and I'm more upset. I think I
1: read that, or you sent it to me, or something. Maybe,
0: I don't know, but it's not, like, official or anything yet, but I'm just a little worried since their show didn't do so great. It's also, like, the last thing that Jim Henson personally worked on
1: with the Muppets, so I'm like, don't you touch that. If anything, and this is coming from a real diehard fan in middle school, back in 2007 when actual people watched it all the time. I think they should get rid of the American Idol experience, because now I think it's a little dumb, and in eight, yeah. in 8th grade... I think
0: they should get rid of it, especially since the last season of
1: American Idol just happened. And it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. I went in 8th grade and, like, sobbed about it, because I was obsessed with American Idol in 8th mm-hmm. grade. But now, it's like, the show's ending or has ended, yeah. and now they have the space... It's... I could... I can't... It might
0: have already ended it, because I feel like I watched a video where they might have turned it into, like, a Frozen sing-along
1: or something. American Idol?
0: Yeah, like, they, they used that building and, like, turned it into a... I don't know. Okay, good. I know there is a good. Frozen sing-along, and I feel like I remember it being
1: in, like, the same area. Totally. Yeah. Because the building was blue. Yeah. And I was, like, I was, like, crying about it when I was in 8th grade. But now, <laughs> like, thinking back, I would walk past it and be, like, why is... It's, like, looking at, like, a wear-down, like, aged radiator in the middle of, like, a modern home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, I feel like there's stuff that they should change about Hollywood studios, and there's stuff that they shouldn't change. I was real emotional about them getting rid of the that, hat, yeah, but I mean, I see why they did it, but like now there's not. What was a really... reasoning? Well, it was supposed to only be there for like the year two thousand, as and like the around. millennium, and
1: then it stuck around. Um, yeah, I mean, and only pins were. It wasn't like a ride or something. Yeah, no, it was like a shop. Yeah. Which I didn't like. Mm I Mm -hmm. wish it was something more Especially, I
0: I remember the first time I went to that park, I went to Epcot first. And so I was like, oh, there's a ride in the the giant ball thing. What ride's going to be in the Hollywood (laughs) Studios hat? Yep, yep, yeah. Um, But I feel like Hollywood Studios doesn't have, like, an iconic image now. Which I think they need to make something else to give them. Because, like, it used to be, like, the iconic images of the castle, the tree, the ball, and the hat. Mm-hmm. And now there's nothing for MGM. Hollywood Studios.
1: MGM. MGM. <laughs> yeah. I just like it the best because Rock and Roller Coaster is to date the greatest roller coaster I've ever been on mm-hmm. and I dig the nostalgia that it goes back to in the history of movies I don't and like roller coasters. <laughs> This is not for me We are different people <laughs> yep. um, I like the like history nod that it gives everything also the Muppets
0: Yeah let's transition into our favorite ride and then we're gonna move on to our movie because it's around that time okay so favorite ride is yours rock and roller
1: coaster or? I mean that's like roller coaster I feel like ro- when we're talking rides at Disney like we're- all rides at Disney what's on the top? I wouldn't say rock and roller coaster counts because it's roller coaster, not necessarily ride. When we say ride, I think like Peter Pan's flight or like the smaller. Favorite attraction. So, like, fair? Everything. You go first.
0: It bounces between. It bounces between. (laughs) I keep like hesitating. Um, Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh is in there, but I feel like it's a fun ride, but it's not my favorite. I feel like it bounces between. Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. I've only recently just gone on Haunted Mansion for the first time. Back in 2013 it was the first time I ever went on Haunted Mansion, and I love it. And now it's one of my favorite rides. I've always loved pirates. I like the one at Disneyland better because um, it has an extra drop,
1: and I think that's cool. Isn't that where No Haunted Mansion is where Walt's head is buried? I didn't know. I didn't hear that. It's in Haunted Mansion is Disneyland.
0: It Haunted Mansion Disneyland. That's cool. Totally
1: a theory I believe in.
0: Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. I mean he did die while it was being made.
1: Yeah. Isn't there like a secret something above it? Is it like Club thirty three? Like what is above Haunted Mansion?
0: Nothing's above Haunted Mansion. What what am I thinking of? You're thinking of the dream suite is above Pirates of Caribbean. Yes. And Club thirty three is like behind it's in New Orleans Square. Okay. Which I really want to go to. <laughs> yes.
1: It's, I want to go to the I real have a, New Orleans, but then also whatever these secret rooms are. No, yeah.
0: There. I have a bucket list and, like, Club 33 is at, like, at the top of it. Yeah. My bucket lists Because it's super exclusive and it was made by Walt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a YouTuber I follow that was a part of it for a while. I think she she wor- she's worked in both parks forever. Mm-hmm. I think she's since left. Um... Kaylee Hyde, also known as one of the original Five Awesome Girls mm-hmm. on the YouTube wheelers. but she posts a lot of Disney stuff, and I like her as a person. She's also the really intense pin trader I've told you to look mm-hmm, at. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I know a couple members of Thingamow Vlogs has been... I know Sarah Snitch, in particular, has been in Club 33,
1: which members of or just been in
0: well you can like eat there if you like try to get, I don't know I don't really know how it works I think you can try to get a reservation and eat there but it's like nearly impossible um but then there are members who like can eat there whenever they want I think it's how it works
1: quick side note okay we got to move on to the I movie know. but <laughs> Terry doesn't know about this what her face turned to complete panic Speaking of pins, I brought something as a surprise for Terry that she doesn't know about. I'm so excited!
0: I love pins. I collect pins. Um, We'll probably talk more about
1: pins later. Open your hands. This is probably not the best thing to do on (laughs) the podcast. I'll post pictures of them on the thing. Okay, also voice your reaction so they know exactly. I don't know. It's really nice seeing you again after the summer. Okay.
0: Oh, yes! I, they're, they're, for those of you wondering, they are two Winnie the Pooh pins, surprise, surprise, um, and they're Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Which, I don't, ha- I have a Tigger pin, but I like this one better, much better.
1: I found them in my jewelry box this summer, packing up. They are from the first time I ever went to Disney World mm-hmm. in like 2002, 2003. It says 2000. 2000. Well, they might those pins might have been dated 2000. 2000. Yeah. I was in kindergarten in 2000. I was in third grade when I went to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the Disney World trip where my dog got run over by a car. Oh, my God. But she survived perfectly well. that's well. good. That's good. Um, but we did the whole lanyard thing, decorating yep. the pins with the lanyard. Yep. And I found those that I'd never put on my lanyard, packing up. And I was mm-hmm. like, Terry will love these. Yes. Yes, I will. And I obviously sh- collect
0: Winnie the Pooh pins along with everything else Winnie the Pooh. So they will... Definitely have a home. I need more space for my kids. I'm running out. (laughs) Anyways, Snow White! Yeah! So, we're gonna watch Snow White in a little bit, but first, have some facts. Um, so, Snow White, obviously, first Disney animated movie. Um, also first fully, full-length feature animated movie. First full-length feature in Technicolor. Of all time. Uh, I- Pretty sure of all time. That's what it said on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, it premiered December 21st, 1937, and was released to the U.S. on February 4th, 1938. I'm not, I'm pretty sure that's, like, when the theater released, because there was quite a gap of, like, theaters trying to figure out how to show the mm-hmm. movie. Um, it was originally released by RKO Pictures, because, like, Disney didn't have, like, it wasn't a big thing yet. Um, so They didn't have a company to release it with. Um yeah, and like many Disney movies it's based off a of grim fairy tale. Hmm. And has a ride in Disneyland, Disney World, and Disney Paris. I don't think there's one in any of the Tokyo Shanghai's.
1: I wonder why. I don't know.
0: I mean it is kind of a creepy ride.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From what I mean, from what I'm I haven't seen the movie in a very long time, so I'm yes. Like, I'm excited too. Um I have two questions.
0: Uh, that I thought of to ask us ourselves okay. before is when was the last time you watched it? Too long ago to give you an accurate number. Yep. Like, I was thinking like somewhere like 2005 because I definitely watched it like after I was like a child but not too long after that. Um. And then favorite character... Like a dwarf? Just favorite character in the movie that you remember... And then I'm going to ask again afterwards and see if that's still your favorite character. I'm going to go safe and say happy. Okay, mine was always dopey. So okay. now I'm going to go with that. Um, yeah, and fun fact about the park ride, it was it always called Snow White's Scary Adventures. People went on it and came out crying, and they were like, maybe we should rename this. <laughs>
1: so they have some sort of an idea of what they're about to get themselves into. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it also used to be from Snow White's perspective, so she wasn't actually in the ride. So people would get off and be, like, really confused why Snow White wasn't in her own ride. hmm And so then they changed it so she was in it, and it wasn't from her perspective anymore. Hmm. Fun facts. So now we're going to watch Snow White. And we'll be back. And five, four, three, two, one. And we're back.
1: Yes. Welcome back.
0: Yes. So we just watched Snow White. Um, it was interesting. It was
1: been a long time <laughs> again i don't remember the last time i watched it yeah i'm pretty sure i've only seen it once maybe did i even see it once well
0: i mean i owned it on vhs clearly because we just watched it on vhs i
1: th- i'm pretty i'm 100 percent guaranteed i owned it on vhs as well but it's just a matter of when did i pick this over aladdin or over another mm-hmm. movie
0: I feel like I only probably ever watched it when my mom was like, we should watch
1: Snow White. Yeah, it's not something you specifically pick out for yourself. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot threatening. Like, is that, I feel like that's the word I want to go for. Because of the witch. Like, it was a lot scarier. And I feel like that's the thing everybody says watching it for the first time. It's just, like, her character as a person was kind of absent besides being chipper- and besides being yeah the like the character that carried the story and the witch was terrifying
0: yeah i didn't actually remember the witch being as terrifying as she was because i only the most terrifying scene i remember is the scene when she first gets into the forest and like all the trees are grabbing at her and the logs turn into alligators or whatever that's the scene that i remember being scary
1: i remember her face there's one moment in the movie where her like her um she looks directly at the camera and her eyes like it dissolves into the next scene but her eyes stay for like a little bit longer of a time i remember that scene but i don't know if i remember that scene only because i've seen it on tumblr people have used gifs or whatever yeah
0: there's that and they also have recreated it i feel in other disney
1: movies Mm -hmm. if
0: not just enchanted
1: Which brings up a really good fact I want to bring up. I wonder, because this was the first anything Disney animation that was out in theaters, what it set other movies up to. Mm -hmm. Like, what tropes, what, like, same concept they used from this movie onward in their other movies. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned this a little bit before, um, just while me and Terry were watching the movie. But knowing that Pinocchio follows right after Snow White makes perfect sense. If I'm I'm picturing Pinocchio in my mind right now in Geppetto, and their noses are exactly like the dwarves, yeah. and they look like they've been stung by bees, mm-hmm. or even the um, fairy, the white fairy that like grants. The blue fairy. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I take it back. <laughs> the blue fairy that like gives Pinocchio his magical lesson powers
0: <laughs> lesson powers
1: don't lie <laughs> powers um she looks exactly like Snow White only with blonde hair that's like slightly, slightly longer.
0: longer yeah um yeah and we were talking about how the, the prince I had forgotten does anything
1: has, <laughs> has does lines. he do anything it's I like, mean
0: I honestly cause I always think of the, the Snow White's prince not having lines at all and so when he started singing it, I was like, what?
1: I knew he sang up at her grave, and I knew he kissed her, obviously, and I didn't then know leaned he had down. A actor. Yeah. Was it did he talk or did he just sing? I think he just I don't sang. think he
0: ever spoke any spoken lines in the movie. I know I do I do know a fun fact is that the reason the prince is in it very, very little is because Walt Disney did not trust his animators to animate... A
1: man? A man. What?
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard, at least. Um, And you can definitely tell... And then in
1: Pinocchio, it's literally two men.
0: Yeah, I mean, but... Hold on, let me look at my list. How much time is between Pinocchio and...
1: I mean, maybe a little man and then an older gentleman man. Mm -hmm. But you get my point.
0: There's three years between when Snow White... Um, premieres and when Pinocchio um, comes out. And I feel like it gave them time maybe to hire new animators that he felt knew what they were doing. I, I, I feel like I'm being mean to the other animators, but they, I've read it a couple of places that like he didn't think that they could do the animation.
1: Do you think they did a good job?
0: I think they did a fine job, but, but if you look at like Let's be honest, Snow White's Prince and Prince Charming look a little similar.
1: Did they do that on purpose? Because if it's a new set of animators, maybe...
0: No, I don't think they did it on purpose, but I'm just saying they do look kind of similar. But if you put them next to each other, you can tell how...
1: Radically different the animation is?
0: Yeah, and how much more skilled the the difference has gotten.
1: Now that you say that, I want to say, like... Snow White's prince's face isn't as detailed. Mhm. It's more just like a white beige thumbprint and then like <laughs> eyes and a mouth.
0: Yeah, and if you look at like his lips and everything, it he does have like more feminine features.
1: Mhm. He's softer.
0: Yeah. Then like if you look at the other princes later on, they cl- they clearly have like very cut structure and yeah, they look more masculine than this nameless prince. <laughs> Dang, I wish
1: I'd I wish I knew this beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but the general point was just people. I also told Terry this while we were watching the movie. I've heard that people say that Snow White's prince is their favorite prince. I don't get it. All he did was like sing, which I'm like rotten romantic over here but I didn't understand Snow White's naiveness mm-hmm. when it came to her singing in the well when we first meet her about wanting to fall in love. He hears her voice, comes up on his white steed, sings back to her. As an audience, you're like, she's found it. He doesn't
0: even it. come up on the horse. He just comes over the wall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, is that not, not sketchy? Not even
0: a horse to impress her.
1: <laughs> I mean, if somebody climbed over a wall... First of all, I don't sing. But even if I did, <laughs> if somebody climbed over a wall and started singing back to me about, like, we're going to be together forever, I would be like, who are you? And please get out of my backyard.
0: No Marius and Cosette
1: scene for you. I mean, if it was Eddie Redmayne, I'd be like, take me away forever. But if it, if it was just... was ter- like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> you poophead. If, like, if it was real life and 2016... Even in 1980, I feel like it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, all he did was sing, though. She's swept away. They obviously look into each other's eyes. They melt a little bit and they say, through song, I, you're the one. And then he doesn't come back until she's in her grave. He kisses her and then leans down because he's sad because of the love of his life, because they know each other so well, is <laughs> dead. And then she wakes up, and he sweeps him off the feet, and then happily ever after, the end. She doesn't even know what he sounds like when he talks. (laughs) I'm done.
0: Okay, but to be fair, there is that, like, chunk of time that, because he doesn't just, like, leave after they're done singing that, like, duet, right? It just cuts to the, like, conversation with the queen and the husband. So maybe they had, like, a very nice chat.
1: You think they really got to know each other? Maybe. They learned each other's birthdays in that dissolved time. I don't know. Okay, what's your favorite color? Blue? Me too. I mean,
0: she didn't even, like, change her dress, like, in that space of time. There was that one... There was the chunk of the movie where I wrote down so many questions.
1: It was because things... I don't want to say things were assumed in the dissolved transitions. But they just, like time passed
0: yeah they rushed a bit of the beginning of the movie
1: which is a, and i feel like it kind of dragged towards the end mm-hmm. it i mean transitions can be used as a time passing element in film
0: but it was just so awkward like there wasn't a setup to some. Of and
1: it was things. too much time because i wanted him and snow white to know each other better I wanted them to get to know each other better before committing to a lifelong relationship. And maybe because it's just, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it was it was quick. But you know,
1: it was... But it's also, yeah, a two-hour movie, which is a problem in today's movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a two-hour
1: movie. Yeah, it was an hour and 20, 84 minutes. It was 80-something
0: minutes.
1: It was 84 minutes, not an hour and 84 minutes. <laughs> no. Let that be known. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was... It was good, though. I mean, it was nice to watch it again.
1: Would you watch it again, again? I mean... Would you choose it now in a lot of movies?
0: Uh, it depends what the other movies are that I'm choosing it from. Like, if I'm, like, sitting down being like, I'm gonna watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, or... Winnie the Pooh, or... You can't
1: put Winnie the Pooh in the race. You'll okay. always pick Winnie the Pooh over all um, of them. Or the Pirates of the
0: Caribbean, or... Also
1: one of your favorites. No, it's
0: my favorite right. Not necessarily my favorite movie. Um, I mean, maybe. If I'm feeling, like, Disney nostalgic.
1: The word forlorn comes to mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even though she was, like, a... It's a happy movie, and it's a happy character, and they live happily ever after. It's just... I even mentioned... I loved the way that they animated this sounds bad when she was dead (laughs) because there was a fog over the animation there was like a slight vignette around the corners and whatever and um i asked terry how do you think that they did that and she was like oh simple they probably just painted something over blah but like imagining that those papers and like those animation strips underneath the camera with the fog over it like the hand-to-hand detail that went into feeding it into the camera that sounds beautiful
0: there was a really funny post i saw on tumblr and if i can find it i'll reblog it um on our page but it was like there was a screenshot of snow white and it was one of the scenes where she's like in the forest like falling down or whatever the most ridiculous Looking picture of her, and someone wrote, "They made this movie frame by frame. Some animator painted and drew this by hand. Like her eyes, like all wonky and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's hilarious." And I'm like, "Yeah, someone drew that by hand." And was like, "Yep, that's going in the movie."
1: (laughs) That thought went in my mind when grumpy turned around and was crying into his shoulder Mm -hmm. because he had to take off his hat tears had to come off his eyes his shoulders moved up and down and his head folded into his back Mm -hmm. and i thought for a split second how long was that clip it was about a second long of him Mm -hmm. just like turning around and crying how many frames is that so many hundreds
0: probably i mean i don't know i i i I remember when I went to the, I was talking to you about this, there was the D23 um, exhibit that came to a museum by us, and they had a bunch of stuff from Disney Pass. They had one of the original machines that they, like. They that they, I forget what it's called, but they like put in the background panel, and then they put in the panel with the characters, and then they take the picture of it, and then they put in the next one.
1: How fast do you think this process goes?
0: It's a big machine, I doubt, very fast. I don't know. It depends on how, like, it, it probably got faster the longer they were doing it, because they learned
1: how to do it to efficiently. Do it.
0: Yeah. I, don't
1: know. I wonder how long that the, do you know how long production was for no, Snow White? No, but I can look it up. Yeah. I'll look it up. You if it was years and eons, I'm not an animator. I don't know about Terry. I don't think you classify yourself as an animator. No.
0: I have a friend who's an animator,
1: though. Yeah. Like, I have a couple friends that were animators that are animators. But it's just, like, it takes me hours. Like, 12-hour days sometimes to edit film and and just, like, my own B-roll poop. Oh, an entire 84-minute movie? That is strictly hand-drawn animation. Obviously, you have, like, a team that does it. Mm-hmm. What? What? I don't... Yeah. I don't even want to fathom the time. What you finding?
0: Well, they started story development in August 1934.
1: Nearly 10 years... Was it 10 years before? 34.
0: So, 37. So, that's only three.
1: Why am I thinking this movie was released in the 40s? You right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, even nowadays, it takes, like, a couple years to make a Pixar movie. True. Like, there are babies I, that get born during Pixar movies. And they have the names. I remember the when,
1: the, when the news dropped about Finding Dory.
0: Yeah, it was years ago. Yeah. And that was after they had already been working on it.
1: This is turning into a "time flies before your eyes" <laughs> conversation. Yeah,
0: um, I feel like this is a conversation maybe we can pick up in later episodes of the happiest podcast on earth, because sadly, it is almost time for us to say goodbye.
1: Pooh, I think that that I think that time conversation will come up as we eventually make it through the list of past and future Disney movies, mm-hmm. especially when we start getting into the Disney Pixar ones.
0: Yeah. I mean that's quite a ways down the list. Quite a
1: ways, but I'm saying like as their animation grows, we're gonna start seeing growth very, very quickly.
0: Yeah, I think the first CG doesn't happen until the Great Master So
1: Gosh. Do we have to We're watching the Great time No! Time. Are we watching the Rescuers? Yes. No, oh I hated the Rescuers. I've never seen the Rescuers. I hated it. That's gonna be a tough episode.
0: Well, tune in for when we watch movies.
1: When don't... we're angry and throwing things at the television screen. That's what you have to look forward to uh... with this podcast. So happy. <laughs> so happy. Well,
0: my name is Terry.
1: My name is Hannah. And we hope you
0: have a Music for today's podcast is Fretless by Kevin McCloud at incompetech.com.